1212, I go by the name of DJ Wood, and you're now listening to the original Jeek Podcast. Let's go! Ready to make an entrance, so backward! Welcome back, Jeets. This is your boy Rocket Mr. Magic, and he is Unique DNA. What up? What up? And this is the original Jeet Podcast, y'all. It's been well, it's been a minute. We and we sorry for that. Just to keep it one one buck. Uh, we haven't been able to record for a while. Uh Unique DNA out here making babies like crazy. And, um <laughs> You know, we got this COVID stuff going on, yeah. and hopefully starting to fade out. And, you know, we, we got all types of, uh, you know, civil things going on in the country. So uh, it's, it's it's tough to be a uh, an independent creator right now. But we trying to do what we can do to keep doing what we do do. Yes, sir. So that's why we back here. So we're going to jump right into this episode. Uh, we're going to cover some stuff that recent in news of the jig world so we're going to start with probably the biggest sporting event that will probably be of 2020 and that maybe was... the only sporting event <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right i mean yeah there's not much else going on um i mean outside the super bowl there's not anything that would potentially even be bigger right uh and that was the I don't even know what to call it uh, because at first it was the Chicago Bulls, the last dance, but it really ended up being Michael Jordan, the last dance. (laughs) Michael Jordan with some Bulls, the last dance. But the last dance, uh, if you haven't seen it, and I know some some Jeeks haven't seen it, as I talked to one last night and uh, he hadn't seen it yet. And I thought about maybe we could do a a rewatch party. Um, on Discord, if you oh, yeah. join our Discord, definitely do that. I'm down. Uh, there's a there's a link on our G Nation Facebook page as well as within the G Nation community. And I was like, hmm, yeah, this is this really is not what we thought it was going to be. But five weeks, ten episodes of Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan. Detroit Pistons drama, uh, feelings, <laughs> backstory, um, dream team. Uh, so much drama. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there's there's so much drama in the LBC. Yeah. Um, there. Or or this in the uh, the LDS. Um, <laughs> um, it's like it's, it's. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say it's an LDS. I'm, it's LSD. I really trying to go away from uh, drug references. Is but it I mean, LSD? yeah, LSD. It's the it's 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 T. It's no. Is it? No, you no. said it right. LDS. I said it right. Yeah, Last Dance series. Yeah, Last Dance. Yeah. Series. Yeah. Okay, LDS. I was right the first time. Yeah, you was right. You was right. All right. 
My mind was right. I <laughs> shouldn't have doubted myself. So the last, okay, well, we've talked briefly um, about it. You know, just, you know, good episode, great episode. Um, as a series overall, what are your feelings on The Last Dance? Oh, I loved it. Um, probably, it's definitely top 10 docu- sports documentaries for me. Um, I don't know if it, I, can, I can't say it may be even top five. Um, yeah, cause it was just amazing. And, you know, growing up in the era that we grew up in, like Jordan was our guy. So um, I remember growing up watching. I remember when um, ESPN Classic came out with the Jordan tapes. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that. It was like the box set. I remember that. Yeah, it was like the VHS yeah. box set. And I remember like I was in I probably was in high school at the time. And I remember I was like, yo, I got to get all of these. And like, you know, I was playing ball and stuff. So I was like, I remember staying up all night and just like studying the tapes and like watching them over and over again. I would fall asleep to the tape still playing, (laughs) you know, like like absorbing all of Jordan's skills, like, you know, through osmosis while (laughs) while sleeping. (laughs) At least that's what I thought anyway. And um, yeah, so it was like, you know. This was just like it was just a call back to like my childhood, really, just like growing up. And ironically, as much as I love Jordan, I was a Knicks fan. Um, you know, growing up in Jersey, New York, all that. Um, but I, re- you know, I respected the talent and I respected. <laughs> yeah, I, like yeah, you had no choice. So um, as you know, I had I had the I had the Bulls Jordan the the Bulls poster on my wall with with Jordan Pippen and Rodman. All of that. I had Jersey, um, you know, everything. So, like, this has just brought back all types of nostalgia for me, just watching the games over again, mm-hmm. you know, the highlights and all that, the little clips that they threw in there. And then also hearing the backstories of some of the stuff, you know, some of the, uh, like us hardcore fans, we knew a lot of this stuff already. Yeah, like, most of the they talked about are things that, you know, like you said, hardcore fans yeah, knew. Yeah. Like, this was not new information. Yeah, like, I remember but even, was, yeah, we even talked about it in, in the in the group. You know, right. we were like, when Jordan said, like, you know, a lot of people are going to hate me after this, and we were just kind of like, we already knew you were a jerk. So, like, <laughs> I don't know what yeah, you're going to come out like, with that is going to change that. Uh, we already kind of already yeah, knew that. We, but, yeah, we knew that. We, we, we ain't shocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was no like, surprises here. Um, Zero <laughs> but uh yeah man it was like it's still even just hearing them like because you know a lot of it some of it anyway not all a lot of it but some of it was kind of like it was always rumors and it was always hearsay but to actually hear it come out of the players mouths like yo that that really was going on that really happened you know like confirmation yeah. um that was even that you know was just cool and it was just like wow like yeah all these years we knew you know, we all all these years we knew Scotty was the most underrated player, but you know, underpaid. But like to actually hear it, you know, and um, just all of that stuff was just like wow. It it it, it opened up a lot for me. Just like I said, that history of um, just my childhood, just growing up with Jordan and growing up watching him, watching him beat my Knicks over and over again. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was it was good, man. I enjoyed it, and like I said, it, for me, it was definitely like top five uh, sports documentaries, and I definitely will probably watch it again. You know, um, especially now with no sports going on, it's like why not? Um, <laughs> but well, I, I found myself watching um, also some like of the thirty for thirties, either that I hadn't seen or I had seen just just to rewatch them and other 
you know, documentaries or or sports editorials because this truly wasn't a documentary. This was more of a sports production, and it was great. Right. But it, you know, it was. I mean, Mike controlled the narrative, so it wasn't a true documentary. Right. It was. It definitely was biased. Um, oh yeah. Um, and but it was extremely well produced. Um, there was tons of dry. It was tons of. Um, <laughs> it's still stuff coming so out, which drama. is crazy. We, yo, yo, so now for everyone, I would assume probably knows, but if you're new to the original Juke podcast, your boy Rocky Mr. Magic is a diehard. Uh, I came to say fan. I would say fanatic would be a, a more of an apt term uh, of a Detroit Pistons fan. Uh, I came up in the Bad Boys era. That's my squad. Uh, my favorite players are Bad Boys. As much as I respect Mike and his game and Magic, who's from Michigan, my home state, and, and Kareem and Oscar and Bird and Braun and Durant and all these other great players pre-Jordan, post-Jordan, Bad boys, those that's my squad. Right. We're the only we're the only team to have a winning record against Jordan regular season and playoffs. That, that's what we do. That's what we did. We put him in his place. Um, he obviously didn't have a lot of help there for all the LeBron fans who would be like, "See, I told you." The man didn't have much help, but he he had a hard time beating us. And I've been saying, and Detroit fans knew the hate was real. Like there was, you could go to any NBA city and you would find Jordan fans in the in their city's uh, arenas with Jordan jerseys wearing the shoes. You really didn't see that in Detroit. Right. You got called out if you were rocking Mike stuff in Detroit yeah. because the bad blood, the the hate was real. And as we can see, almost thirty years later, the hate ain't gone nowhere. Right. Yeah, I mean, Mike still, man. I, I didn't know if people could hold grudges that long. <laughs> well, well and, and here's and here's the thing about Mike. And for me, like, like you said, you know, hardcore fans knew Mike was a jerk. But I have to give um, Slam Magazine some love right now because I, especially the teenager, that was my basketball presentation. Oh, yeah. That was my main one. You know, I read the Sports Illustrated. I read the Sporting News. Nah, yeah, it was Slam. Slam uh, was the Slam, truth. Slam, Slam gave it to you real. They gave it to you raw. Um, and, and, you know, coming up in a very conservative Christian household, I wasn't, especially as a preteen, I wasn't permitted to, you know, you know, watch or read a lot of things that had, you know, bad language and stuff in it. Slam was one of the few exceptions that, that my parents let me read because they knew I loved basketball so much and they kept it raw and gritty. And when they did interviews, especially, um, you know, Scoop Jackson, when he was still there, you know, he delivered insightful articles in depth about who these people are, these players are their character and the description. I remember one time he described how Mike is like, Mike says, if Mike had, um, if Mike hadn't become a basketball player, he said Mike would have been, you know, an assassin, like taking out, you know, Dick <laughs> right. and, and political leaders. Like, like Mike's a mercenary or something. Killer. <laughs> That's who Mike right. is. You know, he is a killer. Right. 
he hold he's petty, he holds grudges, and people, you know, and the whole thing afterwards now, especially you know, with Isaiah Thomas and that and the whole and the dream team and and the walk offs, and they didn't even touch on the the alleged freeze out, which Mike himself said never happened that there was no right. freeze out. Uh, but even though the rumors have continued to persist over 30 mm-hmm. years uh, of that, Zeke said there was no freeze out. Magic said there was no freeze out. Iceman said there was no freeze out. Jordan says there's no freeze out. But the rumors still persist. So the only thing we really have is the fact that Isaiah did have some resentment for Mike becoming Chicago's favorite over, over him being a native of Chicago. And and also Zeke wanted to play for the Bulls. You know, he made that clear, you know, before the Pistons drafted him. He did not want to play there. He wanted to be drafted to Chicago. So he didn't get to play for his hometown team. And, you know, the rough treatment that Mike felt that the Pistons escalated compared to other teams. And then the walk off. Right. So if that is all that and then and and then, you know, that's what and, if that's what keeps you from saying you don't want to play with the dude, especially a dude who you played with on all-star teams afterwards, that that that's ridiculous. But it's Mike. I right. expect it. What I don't expect and what I, what is, is frustrating for me is that Mike came on there and, and then I shouldn't say frustrating, but I lose a little respect for Mike. When you come out here and you say, you know what, Scottie Pippen, uh, he was wrong for not you know getting surgery that you know earlier that could have come back and helped the right. team and been there from the beginning of the '98 season. You know, Scotty was wrong for this. Horace was the main source for Sam Smith's book. Um, you know, this person, you know, Jerry Krause is a piece of trash. Right. This and that. You had no problem saying all that stuff, but you couldn't admit the fact that you told Rod Rod Thorne that you didn't want Isaiah on the dream team that you knew that you weren't going to play if Isaiah right. was going to play. You said you had nothing to do with it. You said you ain't say nothing about Isaiah Thomas. But 2011, you said to Jack McCone, who's an excellent writer and a credible source and is on tape, that you didn't want to play with Isaiah. Like you, you didn't shy away from any other stuff. You told about your gambling. You talked about, you know, Drugs and, and hookers and stuff going on, you know, that you witnessed with the teammates. You said all this stuff, good and bad of, of yourself, except for that one thing. What is it about that one thing that he got to lie about? I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I, I like that's the thing. That, it, it, I'm, I was thinking the same thing when I was watching it, and I was just like, why is it like is it is because it, it can be like I'm all oh, he's afraid of backlash because it's he put everything else out there so right like and, and you and you prefaced everybody by saying you're gonna think right. I'm a bad guy yeah so which so so if you're gonna if 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 you're gonna reveal that you're the villain that you're a villain right be the villain Say, own it own it you did it and it was wrong, and you just admit it because that team was supposed to be the best uh, assembled uh, talent of basketball ever, and it wasn't because 
mainly because uh, Zeke wasn't there. And there were some other omissions I think should have yeah. been there. Uh, that you know, uh, and and I'm and actually I'm not saying Shaq, even though most people feel Shaq should be on the dream team. Um, when we think of Shaq, we are thinking what Shaq did in the NBA, not what he did in college. Yeah. Um, as great as Shaq was, Christian Leitner is one of the greatest college players yeah. ever. Um, and at that time, he was the greatest college basketball player. As much as I detest having to say <laughs> that, as much as I cannot stand Christian Leitner. He was the man at Duke and in college with three Final Fours, two national championships, two-time national play of the year. Like, come on. Like, Christian Lehner was a bad dude at Duke. So, to me, obviously Zeke should have been there because John Stockton had just on a day in his life that he was on Zeke's level. Um, And... Nothing against Chris Mullen, but how you put Chris Mullen on the dream team, I don't care if, about his shooting uh, above Dominique Wilkins. I, that, that, makes, that makes zero sense. I, I don't know how I understand how Dominique just gets overlooked for a dream team um, and you put on Chris Mullen, who, I mean, what? Four or five year career before 92? Yeah. It's not like, you know, Dominique had been in the league for over a decade, averaging, you know, 26, 27 points a game. Like, come on. You can put Chris Yeah, that made no sense. Over Dominique no Wilkins? Sense. No sense. And, and, and no one even talks about yeah. that, but I, 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 loved, I loved the last dance, that part, and not just because I'm a Pistons fan. Not just because Zeke is my dude, but just the fact that he lied. I love the fact that they actually. I love the fact that the hate's still there. Like that's real rivalry. Like that's old school. You know, Michigan, Ohio State, Yankees, Red Sox. You know, like that's old school, deep seated. We're never going right. to like each other right. ever. You know, yeah. type of rivalry. That's, that's, that's the real rivalry. You know, that's just real rivalry. And and Mike and I, I was my respect went up a little bit at first when he said, you know, you know, to me, the greatest point guard is Magic Johnson and right behind him is Isaiah Thomas. I hate the guy that right. his game. Like, I was like, that's, that's, that's cool. That's, right. that's, that's, that's how you own it. And <laughs> they, that's, that's how, that's how you're supposed to own it. And then after that, you say, and I kept him on right. the dream team. Right. That would have been completely yeah. owning it, you know? And, but the drama, man, oh, and then, you know, the horse great drama <laughs> and, you know, and then, you know, then the part I was not wanting to really touch on, there was only one part I didn't want to really touch on that I knew they had to was, you know, the killing of yeah. James Jordan. Like that part, I knew I was going to be like, man, they're going to try to make yeah, fire in here. Um, that re- rehashing that um, was rough. And, and also, I did learn one thing um, from this, and I was. I was pleasantly surprised I actually learned something. I did not know that Mike himself went to Robin's place and pulled him out of bed from Carmen Electra. That I did not know. <laughs> I don't think anybody knew that. That was new information. Right? And then the fact that they got Carmen. You're right. Like, she didn't even care. Man. She just came out and said it. <laughs> she was like, and I like Mike's like, I'm not going to say he was there. And Carmen was like, so I was right. in bed. Yeah, Mike knocks on the room. door. <laughs> 
it's like, uh, like this, let's go practice, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dennis, let's go to practice. Like, right. okay. Like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, a hilarious anecdote that really added to it. Um, I feel bad for Scotty Burrell. Yeah. I always liked him. But man, Mike Mike punked him horribly. So bad. Horribly. I mean, it was it was cool though to see him like he was kind of, you know, he was a good sport about it. You know? He took it. He just came out. Yeah. He was like, you know, that's that's just what you do when you're the new guy, you're the rookie, you, you know, and everything else. And he just was like, you know, and he even sort of like backhandedly kind of thanked him for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was like, you know, maybe tougher. Well and kind of like, you know. It did, but it did. I, I know what Mike was trying to do because he had done it with Scotty a bit, and you know other players yeah. made him tougher. Uh, but Mike even said it. Scotty's so, right. so nice of a guy. Like he doesn't have, you know, we we we, we get on LeBron for not yeah, having yeah. killer instinct. No, Scotty Burrell has no zero. killer instinct. He's too nice of a guy. He could have been a better player, and he was a good player had he had more of yeah. know, an edge to him. But he was just too friendly of a dude to really exploit players and go at players the way you know Mike right. was hoping that he would, you know. But he did get game, you know, good games out of Scotty. Um, and Scotty made some money, you know, off of his performance with Chicago, you know, in New Jersey and stuff afterwards. But you know, you know, Mike, Mike was, you know. Some of the some of the ruthlessness um, that they that they mentioned they didn't go into as deep as I was hoping. Um, they they didn't talk about you know him ripping into right. Brad Sellers. They didn't talk about um, and not well. They didn't mention Craig Hodges. I know Craig Hodges declined to be interviewed for it, but that was a dynamic that I was hoping they were mm-hmm. going to go into. You know, hey, here's you know here's the three point, you know shooting champion, all of a sudden he's not mm-hmm. on the team anymore. Um and then um Dennis Hobson, they didn't mention that, you know, how Mike completely destroyed that dude's career and is just broken mentally. Um like they didn't go into that yeah. at all. And I was like, if you want to talk about how ruthless he is, Mike broke Dennis Hobson. Like Completely broke that man, and that man was supposed to be, you know, uh, a right. future NBA star. Yeah, I think they, I think they kind of wanted to. They were trying to, they're trying to find a balance, you know, of like we want to show how we don't want to go too far, you know what I mean? Like we, we want to, and then like I said, like a lot of us, I mean, we're talking about what, twenty years later, anyway. Like a lot of us know all this stuff anyway, so I guess they felt like, hey, you guys know those stories. We're just going to kind of touch on the stuff that you don't know, but we still want to show a little bit of, you know, how bad he was. And then also, like we said earlier, like we know Mike controlled a lot of the narrative. So he might have intentionally left some of that stuff out, you know, like, nah, we're just not going to show that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, it was, I mean, from what I heard, it was, yeah. oh, Lord. It's like you just trying. I mean, yeah, yeah, you broke yeah. that man. I mean, yeah. there's there's no other way to put it. Yeah, you literally broke him. So, so with with the success the Last Dance has has had, do you think we're going to get more 
uh, maybe not 10 part um, series like this that are going to be player narrative mm. controlled and, and not true documentary. Uh, I definitely see more of that. I can see more of that. Cause I mean, you know, Kobe kind of did it with the muse um, a couple of years ago. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't mm. as successful, I think, because Kobe, you know, he didn't have the same, well, he was still playing number one, but then also he didn't have the same sort of legendary status that Jordan had, you know, at that time. Uh, or I should say that Jordan right. has now. But I think now, with, especially with, you know, with him passing and all that stuff earlier this year, I definitely, and there's rumors, mm. or actually it was confirmed that he recorded, he kind of did a similar thing. He recorded his last season. So, I mean, granted, obviously, we yeah. won't have him there to comment, you know, comment on, on different mm-hmm. things. But um, I could definitely see them using that, you know, as the next, you know, last dance part two kind of thing, right? Like, you know, because, cause, I mean, yeah. nobody else in, that I can think of um, in recent history has been compared more to Jordan than Kobe. Um other than LeBron, but you know, we we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my feelings right. on that are uh not for this podcast, I guess, right now. But um yeah, but I can definitely see that, you know, especially with uh, I think it was episode seven or eight, where he kinda you know, he he they had that um that little intro with him, yeah, with Kobe with saying Kobe. like how, you know, he came in as a rookie and basically Jordan took him under his wing and, you know, they've been friends ever since and he's been mentoring him ever since. And I mean, we all kind of knew that, um, but I didn't realize that really made me realize like when I used to see all those mashups of when they would have like them doing the same exact moves and, you know, the same shots and I'm right. like, now it all makes sense. It wasn't just that. Yeah. It wasn't just like exact same mannerisms. Like it's, They literally like work together. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, <laughs> like so. And what he said, I think, I think the thing that that really rang true for some people because we had seen, you know, recently, you know, Kobe talking about um, his relationship with Mike. But what I think was unique about that clip was the fact that he said, you know, without Mike, I don't. There, there are no five championships. Like I don't win five championships without Mike. Right. And then the fact that he said Mike didn't share information, but he right. respected me and he taught me and he guided me and he shared information with me. Mm-hmm. And that and that's very telling yeah. because you know part of part of being great and staying great is having information that everybody else doesn't have. Exactly. And that's how you keep an edge. Right. And for Mike to be willing, even though yes, you know, he was older. You know, Kobe played two seasons in the NBA, you know, where when Mike still was in Chicago and, right. you know, could potentially compete, you know, compete for championships. I mean, 98, the Lakers were in the Western Conference Finals. You know, they, you know, they yeah. had a chance to potentially they play the Bulls in the Finals. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know they, they had their opportunity. You know, they, they, they got swept, you know, by the Jazz, but they had the opportunity. They, they were right there on the doorstep. Um, and, for Mike to, during his playing days, during, you know, a, another three-peat run, to to befriend uh, and mentor, you know, a, a 19-year-old kid, to share information with him, 
you know, yeah. because he saw the similarities, the drive, the desire to win in him. Yeah. Is is very telling as far as the softer side of Mike that um is rarely ever ever talked about or seen. Yeah, yeah. He definitely he definitely showed that particular clip definitely showed like his uh his sort of I guess father mentor side. Like, yo, you know, I'm going to take this kid under my wing. He, I mean, he even said it in, in the locker room before the game. He was like, yo, if anybody, that kid, you know, that Lakers kid, he he's going to do it. You know, and they showed yeah, that yeah, little clip. The, yeah. the Lakers kid was going one-on-one. Go ahead. Let him, let him come at me. Yeah, yeah. He going he gonna to get it. He going he gonna to go after the game. Like, you know, he, 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 he saw that in him. Like, yo, if anybody, it's going to be him. And, um, you know, and we know from – from just from Kobe's, you know, history, we know his work ethic and, and, you know, spending hours in the gym and all that stuff. And like, just that same similar drive, um, you know, and it's like, it makes you wonder now, like, did he do that because of Mike? Mm -hmm. Or was that always just his drive? You know what I mean? Like, like, Cause, did he hear Mike did that and he right. copied that? that right. Or, 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 or did Mike even just sit him down like, yo, listen, if you want this, this is what you got to do because this is what I do. Well, we know he did it as a rookie. Right. So, it, you know, because um, Alan Iverson tells a story about when he they when um, Kobe was a rookie, he was asking Kobe, you know, hey, I'm going to go out of the club. What, what are you going to do tonight? And Kobe's like, I'm, I'm going to go to the gym. And AI's like, okay, right? But but you know, but then he, and Alan's like, well, I so I didn't, I didn't think about it. You know, he's he's seventeen, eighteen years old. He can't go to the club. Right. Like he's got nothing. To, he's going to sit at the hotel or go to the gym. Like there's only, right. only things he can do. Yeah. You know, it, it you know it's what two o'clock in the morning, whatever. Right. One o'clock in the morning. What else is the kid supposed to do? Right. So, uh, so Kobe, you know, he kind of had that pre mic, but I think. Um, if anything, you know, Mike probably just additionally fostered that, you know, to that to the last first to the gym, last to leave the gym, you know, type right. of uh, yeah work ethic, and then also possibly part of the uh, take no prisoners mentality uh, with the teammates in practice and such. Because we've heard the talks about you know Kobe and Shaq almost getting into a fight right. in practice and. You know, one thing about Mike, like Mike didn't really try to fight big dudes. Like he talked, but he wouldn't try to fight him. Kobe crazy enough to try to fight. Him. <laughs> you know, I think that was that Philly coming out. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, but I agree. I think with you, some of the, I think they're going to be more of these player narrative ones. I think they're talking about a nine part series for Tom Brady. And as much yeah, as so I love Tom with Clyde, Brady, Clyde said he was doing Rip City. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, look, I. I respect Clyde. I like the Blazers franchise. They're, Rip City. I mean, what's how long? How long would that really need to be? Yeah, I, I mean, I that, should say anything a, about... that should be a thirty for thirty that lasts an hour yeah. at the max. Too yeah. like they, they don't have any championships to talk about right. in that time frame. The only championship they have is the Bill Walton one. Like, yeah, Clyde got them to a couple finals. And I think that's um, what that's great. when I remember the article, I think that's what they were talking about. He's talking about that one specific particular season. Well, you know, well, um, I know. I think I, from what I saw, and you may be right, but from what I saw, he's talking about the run from 90 to 92. So when they played Detroit in 1990 and then 92 when they played the Bulls. Yeah. 
that three year span. Yeah. But to me, what that says is, and and not that everyone is, because you know Orlando has that. To me, it says like you're trying, you're celebrating your mediocrity. You're celebrating that you almost got it, and not that they were mediocre teams; they were a really good team. But right. you're celebrating, you know, hey, we almost won it. Like the Shaq and Penny, you know, one was, what if Shaq and Penny stayed together? Huh. You know, because we saw how good they were, and Shaq leaving and the injury and stuff to Penny. It's like that's a more what if. It wasn't celebrating. Because they talked about how fast and how hard the Orlando Magic crashed after that. Yeah. Like, so they weren't like, hey, we were, you know, pretty good for the couple of years. And, you know, this was what would Orlando have been had Shaq and Penny stayed together and Shaq not gotten hurt, you know, Penny right. not gotten hurt. Right. You know, you, you really, you just, and I feel that the, um, and as much as I love them, um, the, the Fab Five documentary could have been that, but it was about the fact that they were five freshmen and not about the fact that they you know, lost twice in the championship. With Portland, I mean, what do they really have to talk about? Mm. You know, like, I mean, it would be revealing, I suppose, because it's not a big media market, so not a lot of people know what Terry Porter was thinking or Kevin Duckworth or Buck Williams or you know, uh, you know, a young Cliff Robinson who was probably just high. He was always smoking weed, and, you know, and and Jerome Kersey and Duckworth, who two of your uh, important players, you know, they're not even here anymore right. to even to even talk. Um, yeah. You know, Coach Adelman, maybe like, you know, Danny Ainge was on one of those teams. Like, I I just don't know, like, um. You know what, like, like, what's there to talk about? You know, with that Portland team, like, generally, you, if you have a documentary, it's because something really, really special happened. And you want it, or, or you won a championship. Right. He won a championship. Right. You know, Tom Brady won six rings. That's why they're talking about giving him nine episodes that he doesn't even need. <laughs> like Tom Brady does not need nine episodes. No. I love Tom Brady. He don't need no nine episodes. No, no. You know, he does not have the cachet. He's not on Michael Jordan level to have 10 episodes. You know, Kareem and his entire basketball career could encompass 10 episodes between dominance in high school, college, and the pros. Yeah. But even someone like Bird or Magic don't need nine episodes or 10 episodes. You know? Yeah. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's... it's, it's, it's and I'm wondering if they're all going to go the 10-episode format or, if, you know, they'll do, like, a five-episode miniseries or... um. Well, I don't. I don't think Tom Brady has had. And I'm picking on him just because he's the only other announcement aside from the the Rip City one. But I don't think there's been enough drama around New England to even f- fill enough footage. Like outside of it doesn't sound Spygate like Gate and Spy right outside of Spygate. Spy okay, Spygate. You could stretch Spygate and Deflate Gate into two episodes each. That gives you four. Yeah. And then that that's the only way. If you stretch those into two episodes each and then an episode per championship, you could get to 10. But honestly, you would only really need to do one episode for each scandal. And, you know, I guess one for each championship. Um, and I guess maybe you do one on the two they lost to the Giants. The Giants. But still, like, 
their franchise, the way they did business, was such a low drama yeah. situation because all the troublemakers went that went there, you know, behaved. Right. The drama was low. Yeah. I mean, unless there's drama behind the scenes that we we really don't, they really kept under wraps, which is possible. Uh, Which is possible, but do we really want to see the hoodie just yelling at a bunch of dudes? Yeah, and I also don't think Kraft would want any of that out anyway. Yeah, you know, Mr. Kraft doesn't seem like he would want that out there anyway. Yeah, so I mean, I I can't, and and if it would have been that bad. After all these years, you would have thought, you know, somebody uh, would have Richard Seymour right. and Asante, yeah, Asante Samuel, a Teddy Bruschi, a Willie McGinnis, a Ty Law, a Lawyer Malloy, you know, especially guys like Lawyer Malloy, Seymour, right. uh, guys who got cut after, you know, you know, after Pro Bowl, you know, years and stuff, guys who got traded after yeah. performing well. You would think they would have made a grudge and yeah. say something, but no one says anything. So, like, how much drama could there really be when no one that plays for that organization really has anything bad to say hmm. about it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 it's you know, gonna, like, I mean, the, the the magic of TV is they know how to make drama out of anything, right? So, who knows? We can find, you know. I mean, you, even look at you look at like uh, that. That's true to an extent. The whole Hard Knock series, that's right? True to an extent. However, and, um, the part. Well, not just hard knocks, but also the fact that when we look at Brady and for a documentary, even though you know twenty year career, a great number of time of his career was in this social media era where we know a lot more. So that's part of the beauty of the Last Dance and like other uh, documentaries they can do and extend that are from you know twenty thirty years ago are different because. We didn't know a lot of the in- intimate details because people weren't on a social media platform talking about it, tweeting about it. Reporters weren't throwing it out there all the time. If they had information, they had to write it up. They had to get it to their editor. They had to get approved. They had to get printed to make it to your newspaper or right. make it to your television screen on ESPN. So the access to information now is so much uh, accessible compared to then where... yeah. There's not the same mystery, for lack of a better term, um, with someone like Brady, right. who's just you know, who's still an active player, compared to Mike, who hasn't played in right. Yeah, that's true. Years? Um, you know, I don't know. I think, I think it'll garner a lot of buzz just because of the the history, right? Like, I mean, they they're the most winningest franchise in mm-hmm. um, NFL history. Right, at least when comes, well when it comes to uh, championships, anyway. Uh, I think they're tied. Are they tied? I thought they. No, I think they're tied. They um they have six. Oh, you're right. You're right. They so they're tied for the most wins. <laughs> um. Yeah. Right. 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 They're just so the most successful. Um, I think it'll garner a lot of just you know attention just for that, and then you got the diehard Patriots fans that will you know they're watching anything just because it's the Patriots. So I I think it'll do okay. I don't think it'll have. Yeah. I don't know if any of these upcoming documentaries or or um, you know series are gonna have the yeah the draw that, that Michael Jordan had. and I think it's hand. because it's just like you yeah. said like like Jordan has been largely silent for the last you know <laughs> what almost twenty years with the exception yes yeah 
Um, 16 years, yeah, pretty much, yeah. And and no one and none of these other athletes. I mean, I was the only other athlete that had the sim a similar right. mystique to Mike is Ali. Right. And you know, and unfortunately, you know, he's gone. And so like nothing new is gonna be produced. And they kinda already kinda covered I but mean they no didn't really go into all the details, but they kinda yeah. covered that in the in the biopic. Right. And they, you know, and then you know, there's there's right. you know, the Hollywood production, and there's been many documentaries on Ali, yeah. you know, over over you know fifty some odd years, like, um, so like you know, um, right. they, you know, they did a what was it a, when we were kings, you know, just and that was two hours just on, you know, right. the uh, the 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 Foreman fight, you know, so he, I, there's there's no other athlete that I can think of that has that. Worldwide mystique where everyone wants to know, like regionally, you know, here in the states, Tom Brady, right. people will be interested, but it won't be the same. But I don't, I don't think no one, no one in you know, in London right. is going to be tweeting about it like they were over this, or no one in Japan's going to be or China's going to be tweeting about it like they were over this, or um, you know, right. like they they could do something right. on Pele. Pele was amazing, but. Right. No, the world's not gonna go crazy over that. They did a, they did a, uh, I think they did thirty for thirty on the um, the soccer league that they had. Did they have seventies that Pele was in? Yeah, and I'm, and I'm thinking now. Even knew about I think it. Netflix had something on. It was like a, I don't know if it was a Netflix original or not, but I remember watching something on Pele, um, a couple of years ago. I think it was in conjunction, yeah. just just like the Last Dance was in conjunction with Netflix. Um, yeah, I think it was. Like it came out, I think, Netflix around the time the whole, like Thirty for Thirty started. But yeah, yeah, and but, it was good, but people weren't talking about it. Yeah. Like it didn't, it didn't make shockwaves. You know, um, they could do something on Wayne Gretzky, who may be the most dominant uh, right. athlete in a sport ever. Like his his records are right. not going to get broken, ever. Like it's like virtually impossible. But if they did, they couldn't. They couldn't get a a four part documentary out of of Wayne that people would you know watch, you know as religiously. Yeah, and I think that you know as they did this, like yeah, and even just like the no episodic releases of it, um, people aren't really you know. They aren't really into those anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, that's what Netflix is, and I mean all the streaming services at this point. They kind of um, they spoiled us with those, like full releases. They they spoiled us with the binging, and that that's a great point because even though we are now conditioned to the binge, everybody right. was yeah. waiting with anticipation for next week. You know, and two episodes end. Like, I can't wait till next week. Wow, like, right. and then the conversation throughout the week was around it, and like right. outside of Game of Thrones, you know, recently, no, no, nothing else episodic has been that uh, has you know has captured command you know, of attention like that. Like people were being patient enough to go episode to episode, and and even like Chris Broussard, who had access to all ten hours. 
in a row, he, he right. watched it episodically like everybody else. You know, like so even when so even when you've got access to it, you decide to still be patient and wait. Like that is that's something no, that it's you got hard it, to you, you just can't replicate with, that. With the way it is now, you gotta strike and just get it all out unless you have that kind of draw that Mike had. You know, and yeah, right, and, and amazingly, still has. And I think, I think part time. of that is, uh, um, like they mentioned it in the, in, I think uh, I don't remember what episode, maybe episode nine, um, like just this, the personality that he has to be, you know, the good guy, the hero, the, you know, largely personable, everybody likes him, everybody loves him, you know, just that personality that, you know, so many people, uh, have known him for. Even if it wasn't true, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, and then the legend right. status. Um, I mean, I think that added to his legend status. Like somebody mentioned it, um, I forgot who it was. They said like, "There's no mystery in the celebrities anymore because of the internet." And um, it was they were talking mainly about like rappers, but um, they were saying like, "There's no." Oh, I think it was Dre. Mm-hmm. Actually, he said, um, "Yeah," he was saying like, "There's." No yeah, yeah I think I saw that too, that like because of the internet there's no such thing as a legend anymore because you know everything about them and part of what makes a legend a legend is is yeah. is the legends the myth the urban legend it's yeah the myth, it's the myth yeah yeah it's I don't know if that's that true or not that he kept confirm, Zeke off the team but that adds to the drama right that adds to the drama but, you know um right so I, yeah I think all of that combined makes it very difficult for any series to follow up the way the last dance, you know, has, um, has already kind of established. But with that being said, I mean, uh, timing is everything and right now with no sports. It, you know, depending on what comes out, like right now, people are hungry for anything. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you see the stuff people are watching on ESPN Ultra right now, like, People just want sports. They want competition. They want to see something. They want entertainment, even if it's just because they want to escape from everything yeah. that's going on. Uh, so, right. Yep. I mean, anything that comes out this year, at least until some, you know, until they decide what they're going to do with NFL, um, is going to garner a lot of buzz just because people are just like, you know, what? I'll take this over watching the cherry pit spitting contest. <laughs> uh, you know. So um, yeah, I'm right. And you know, I'm kind of surprised that um, poker. Um, yeah, because you would think, like, like especially like, like I remember. Take advantage of this and say, hey. Yeah, or even like I remember. Remember, online poker was really big. Maybe like ten years ago, uh, and yeah. it was like all those guys. I remember they had those those guys that were like, um, they were trying to get rich off of online. They made a whole series over it. Over it. Um, reality show. Oh yeah. Well, after after White after White Sox blew up, yeah. um, I'm actually surprised that that hasn't come out money. as a thing. Like, yeah. you know, because I mean, at this point, who doesn't have a streaming setup of some some you know some caliber? Yeah, like like if depending upon what state you're in, to me, it's like okay, you know, I I grab Phil Helmuth, I grab. Chris Moneymaker, I grab, you know, four others um, that are big names. I sit them at a table, you know, a large table, keep them 
you'll distance yeah. it have your mask, which adds to the whole not being able to tell somebody's bluff and stuff. Yeah. And I have a dealer and we play poker and we and you know we get something right. because you know it has its level of excitement. You have a controlled game, you know, you do it for you know, you, it's a high stakes game, and you can even add to it by yeah. saying, you know, ten percent goes to COVID relief funds or something like that. Like, I, I don't understand yeah, how I'm, that happened. You know, it's a lot of stuff. I'm surprised hasn't happened that, you know, because even like esports, I was like, I'm like, man. yeah, yeah where's all the Fortnite tournament? I mean, I'm not crazy about Fortnite, but where's all the Fortnite tournaments? Where's all the COD tournaments? Where's all the Madden and NBA 2K tournaments? Like. Yeah. Uh, well, I know the new Madden was delayed. The release was delayed um, because of uh, the protests yeah. and stuff. Um, but you know, I like. I mean, where's all like? Where is all this stuff? I'm surprised actually. Like, I thought I just knew that like esports was going to blow up. You know, more than it already has. Um, with- yeah, this should have been the time to, for esports to really grab attention of, of the American, the common American people by the throat and say, hey, look at this different type of competition. Check us out. We're exciting to know we're not regular sport, but we're worth watching, you know, and it just right. didn't happen. And I don't, I yeah. don't get that. But when it comes to competition, the NBA and, and delays, the NBA seems to be on the doorstep of reopening at one location, which would be Walt Disney World. And according to Adrian Wojnarowski today, it looks like the NBA has invited 22 teams to Walt Disney World to reopen. It looks like those 22 teams will potentially vie for 16 playoff spots in a tournament style. Uh, And that they just need to ratify this decision and that it's really, really close to happening. If, and it's a big if, if this does happen and we have history with a one through 16 tournament taking pretty much, which would take away the you know East and West seedings and just go right. to more of a college format. Would the eventual champion in your mind be looked upon as lesser um, than the previous champions. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I I want to say yeah. Um, just because people are gonna, there's always gonna be that justification, right? Well, they didn't play a full season. Well, you know, the the NBA picked them, and they, you know, it's all about money, and you know, it's all about which owners, you know, are, are in the, in in the commissioner's pocket and all that stuff. Um, so I, I want to say because of that, right, you're going to get a lot of people that are going to say like, no, nah, they didn't earn this. Like whoever wins, they're going to say, especially if it's the Lakers and LeBron, as much as I, you know, I'm not a huge LeBron mm-hmm. fan. I respect the talent when I see it. Um, if he wins, <laughs> you know, everyone's like, oh, well, we knew that was going to happen. Right. Like nobody's gonna respect that, and you know he'll always, especially for him specifically, because yeah, um, because when the, the talks about yeah. the legendary greats comes up, 
it's always well. He only got three rings and he had to do this to, you know, to get those three and he had to, you know, sell out, which, you know, whether you agree or don't agree, um, he's got three rings. Um, there's always going to be an asterisk on the fourth one, right? Like if, if he gets the fourth one, it's always going to be like that. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. you know, just like the, with the other three. Yeah, but, you know, he he sold out. He went to Miami. Oh, well, yeah, he only came back to Cleveland after, you know, basically he sold out again. <laughs> you know? Well, the, 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 there's, the, there's the yeah, but there, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like, there's the yeah, but with right. the first title in Miami because it came in a lockout season. Um, but but and to anyone that yeah butts that I I could get the argument, but unless they yeah but the Spurs ninety nine right. season lockout short, which was a shorter season, um, they, unless they you know put an asterisk on that title, which I don't I don't either. Doing, I, I, I agree. Don't hear that for but I know what's gonna happen. And then, <laughs> People and, gonna forget about that because only the hardcore right. fans even remember the, that. The only thing you know what I mean. Only the, yeah. right, 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 right. The ones who actually follow basketball actually, actually know the stats and actually yeah. know, like they're gonna remember that. But this, these, you know, these new age fans, these Fairweather fans, these Bleacher Report fans, they're not gonna even remember that. And then when you bring it up, they're gonna be like, "But no, nah, that's different. Right. That was that was, oh, that was that was the old guys, or that was, you know what I mean, or or that was the, whatever it is. They're always got an excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so." They're going to come up with an excuse, yeah. And then the other thing is obviously the Cleveland championship um, with the Draymond suspension. Um, that's the only one that has to me any validity at all, no. um, because I don't think Draymond should got suspended for that, especially because Braun stepped over him. He he instigated that. Um, but also, I I do, but I I am I you know as you know I pride myself on being objective. I think not just Draymond being suspended, but the other key factor of Golden State losing that series was the Andrew Bogut injury right. because there was no rib defender after that. Yep. And Braun had just free access to, to the cup after Bogut went down. So losing yeah. Bogut, lo- yeah. that same game, coincidentally, losing Draymond that next game, um, yeah, that turned the tide. If you, you were watching, in if you were watching it, you knew to win. And, and after and that did, game, turned the tide that it was over. You know, I, I remember watching it, and I was like, "Man, this is yeah, this is not looking good." And then when the whole Dream Monster suspension came out, I was like, "Yeah, it's over." Um, I was like, "It's done." Like, you know, I knew Cleveland was going to win after that because I was just like, "There's no way that they can," uh, uh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was no way that they could lose after oh, that. The they had, had they had the momentum right. at that point. Um, because you got to think about, you know, team morale at that point. It's like, I'm sure they're thinking the same thing. Like, wow, we lost our two best, you know, <laughs> rim defenders. And, and like, you know. Rim def- yeah, rim protectors. Yeah. We got to somehow stop this guy. Right. And we got to somehow. <laughs> and we know, we know Steph Curry ain't doing it. Yeah. We know they ain't doing it. <laughs> so it's like, who else we got? Yeah, we know Clay ain't doing it, and we and, right and, and and Iggy, we know Harrison Barnes ain't doing it. Right, so he was he Iggy, was you know, had his, he was fifty percent at so best. There's only so, so much he could do. I mean, you know, at that point, 
you kind of knew. Yeah. I think everybody saw it. I know I definitely did because at that point I was like, I even debated like, do I even watch the rest of the series? Because I kind of know how this is gonna go. Um, I ended up watching it anyway, but um, but yeah, I remember mm-hmm. just sitting there like, do I should I even bother watching it? Like, should I even more or less waste my time? Because I know who's gonna win. But I was like, ah, it's, it'd be nice to see some good time competition, just you know, um, just to watch. But yeah, you. That's why I, I think, like I said, I think if it, if it comes down to Lakers winning, that's what I see. I see them just adding that asterisk immediately. Now, if anybody else wins, um, then I think the the narrative changes. And I think it, it, it becomes the opposite. Oh, well, they, mm-hmm. you know, they fought through adversity. They fought through not not having a full season. They fought through, you know, staying in shape and da da da, da while they were out and all this stuff. Um, and look, they, you know, they even beat the Lakers. They even, you know, or, or whoever ends up in the, you know, quote unquote finals. Um, look, they, they, they strive through all of this in the midst right. of a pandemic. And, you know, they're, it, it becomes sort of a legendary status in a sense. You know what I mean? Um, I'm glad you said that because here's my thought. That what you said happens, in my opinion, only if a lower seed wins the title and it does a uh-huh. Cinderella, right. uh, you know, very college basketball type win. So a team that you right. didn't expect, like right. you know, the Memphis Grizzlies just get hot, or the Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler, they just get hot yeah. and and they can't right. be beat. Or even Toronto, because they're still a good team. You know, they, they get hot and they win it all. Right. A team that you're not expecting. It's not a Lakers, it's not a Clippers, you know, it's not a Milwaukee Bucks, you know, it's not one of these teams at the top. And a team gets hot, they win it all. And now you've got yeah. you've got a story to tell that you weren't expecting to tell, and that you can and that narrative then changes. Um, if that doesn't happen, if the Lakers win, if the Clippers win, if a top team wins, and I think they're going to be looked upon as less than um, because of just the conditions favor the more loaded teams compared to the other teams, you know, and so I, I think people are going to call it, you know, unfair, this and that. They're going to complain. I, I don't think that's fair to whoever wins, um, but I think that's what's going to happen. Right. And like you said, especially if the Lakers win, um, because, you know, people are going to, you know, say it was, you know, favored right. towards LeBron to give LeBron a win, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there's no proof to that. LeBron, you know, as much as you know, we are not LeBron writers, we're not haters, and we're, you know, LeBron did not plan a pandemic so that he could, you know, get a fourth title because he couldn't get it any other way. Like that, you know, that's just ridiculous talk for anyone to say that, you know, there was some, you know, planning to make it so that LeBron wins another championship. Like that's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, I, however, am on the side of Shaq where I would just prefer them to scrap the season because I'm concerned that they're going to take at least 30 days 
to allow everybody to try to get back into game shape. And then they wouldn't be done, really. And that's going to be the end of June. So then you're not playing any other... If they go straight to playoffs, you're playing through July into August. And if you're playing some regular season, then we're talking mid to late August when you're having a championship um, being played. And then what do you do about your off season? Because generally, you know, you're right. talking about summer league being happening normally during that time. Off season workouts, you know, light right. workouts starting because training camp is coming in September for a late right. October um, start of the new season. So for me, unless you're going to be moving when your season plays, which to me is stupid because you've got TV deals and you've got, you know, you know, your arenas have, you know, schedules that you've preset ahead of time. It's, it's, it's June, right. scrap the season. Like you, you, you tried, you did what you could, you know, not, you know, just, just scrap the season. If you did this thing at Disney world, even a month ago, you could have potentially yeah. saved starting for next season on time, but it, you're way too late for that. So to me, scrap the season, let the players rest so the night no one's getting needlessly injured and all and and go for next year normal because what I would really really hate to see is these players coming back they're right. not in bat they're not in not game the, not shape. The same. Yeah. even if you're working out you, that you're still not in basketball shape because you're not it's not the same and 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 for the record for any of you LeBron fans who are ones who discredit Michael Jordan um, and I like to point out, you know, the 17 games he played in 95 and the playoffs and like, oh, see, Jordan lost, blah, 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 blah. Yes, that happened. No one's denying it. However, right. the man was not in basketball shape. For you to say it, it's the same thing when the NBA, after just a couple months, of being out of basketball are going players are demanding at least 30 days to get themselves back into basketball shape. I don't want to hear that 17 games was all Mike needed to get back into basketball shape after almost right. two years of not playing ball. Right. Get out of here with that. That's crap. Case closed. Back to subject in hand. Um, I just, I, I, I think the wisest thing, I, I I understand there's money involved, and that's why they're going because apparently, if they hit like a certain number of games, I forget the magic number. I don't know it's fifty or sixty, but there's certain guaranteed money that they that the league gets for producing you know a certain amount of games from you know advertisers and such, and that money is important. So I think that's what why they're doing this because they need that money, um, and I get that, but also I'm concerned about the health of players. I don't want these players rushing to try to get back into game shape, going into a couple of regular season games or straight into the playoffs um, and people and players getting hurt because then, because then your next season is going to be really screwed because Dame Lillard and LeBron pulled his groin and Dame hurt his knee and Russ hurt his ankle and, and, and Curry got hurt again and KD decided, you know, KD and Kyrie decided to rush back because the Nets in the playoffs and they can maybe see if they can sneak a title in there and they get hurt again. Right. Like, let, let's not damage the product permanently because of, you know, 
we right. have a, a pandemic on our hand that's that that's keeping things. Tight. Yeah, I agree. You I know? agree. I mean, you already just cut your losses like, at this point. I mean, you're gonna write them off. We all know that. Yeah, it, <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, you're gonna write. Yeah, you're writing it off anyway. It sucks, but cut the losses and let's make sure that when we return, you know, in October, November, that we're full strength, producing a great product and and can move on. You know, like that. That's that's how I would personally hope the NBA does it. Obviously, it looks like they're not going to, but yeah, and I get, yeah, that, I agree. But I would just, um, I would scrap the seat. I agree. I think I think it's not worth it. Uh, you know, just and then like from what I heard, if I remember correctly, they're not playing with fans. So I mean, that's that's gonna no, take away team. from the, you know. Yeah, but you know, I wasn't gonna, <laughs> I wasn't gonna move off this topic, but um, it's okay. So here's the thing: uh, when they first talked about potentially, uh, potentially, that's not even a word, potentially, um, having games without fans at a gym, I got really excited by that because I've had the benefit of being at and playing in pro-am games, um, being at St. Cecilia's in Detroit, where you've got, you know, top local players, college players, NBA players from the from Detroit in the building, playing pickup. There is a special intensity, a special heightened level where it's just right. you're, you're because the NBA is a product. You and I know that the NBA is a product. Right. And part of that product is to appease their fan base. But when you're just there in the gym and no one cares who you are, we're just there to play ball. There is something special that happens in those gyms. And which is why any serious ball player can tell you that most of the great plays, most of the great games they've ever participated in didn't happen in front of fans. They happened in practice. They happened in pickup games. Some of the most amazing things they've ever seen did not happen on that big stage. And I think having that unique aspect televised where and it's gonna it would have to be um <laughs> you know TVMA because there ain't no fans to cover up what these dudes be saying, you know, but you would really see a an intensity of basketball, a, a pride. Yeah. Um, I think you would see a lot more defense, um, a lot more a lot more of a, a classic um you know, 80s, 90s type of style game. Uh, I think your, your your team camaraderie would also be better. Um, I, I think it would be great for the game to have that. I actually like that part. And I don't know if I just, I just don't know if we'll be able to get that. that. To me, that's the only good thing that can happen is, is that showing a pickup style version uh, especially if um, nationwide they have to continue with, you know, just a different code of living. Um, right. And especially when it comes to, you know, mass, you know, public gatherings, you know, of thousands of people, if they have to continue that and not play in front of fans, I think right. now is the best time to really get fans accustomed to looking at that and to really show that, you know, basketball 
and the intensity that there is, is, is still there. And I think that can really recapture uh, a lot of fans who are kind of getting uh, tired of this current version of basketball. That yeah. I, I mean, that's Especially true. In the NBA. I agree. I, I mean, I didn't think necessarily about that. You know, it's just kind of like, I was just thinking about on TV, how it, cause you know, that's the, that's the hard part. Like it's one thing when you're there um, and you, and you see it and you're in the gym and you know, stuff yeah. like that, but it's, it comes across so, so different on TV. Uh, you know, and I, I don't know if TV will yep. bring that same intensity or take it away. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, it's like, it's just like when they say like, um, for example, when you're doing YouTube videos or whatever, right, you got to bring that extra level of energy because even though you're energetic, it doesn't come across well across the camera just because of some, there, there's that impersonal feel there. Like they're not in the room with you. And so I don't, I, I'm wondering how, like, although there may be that intensity in the building, I don't know how well it'll, it'll translate to, to the fans watching at home. You know what I mean? Um, but then again, I mean, I don't know because I like I'm watching. Yeah, that, that, don't, that's that's a great point. It, it would depend upon how they shoot it, because if they shoot it tight, um, with, with a lot of focus on, you know, yeah, if they, if they shoot it similar to how oh, yeah, they shot be, one be... with cameras all around the court, yeah, really, really focused on player expression, um. Players, you know, players going at each other. I think that'd be great. That would, but if they just shoot it like they shoot a regular NBA game, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be more, more yeah, underground style. If it if it felt more underground, yeah, if it felt more underground, and uh, I think it would be a really cool thing, a way to, um. If they really embraced the underground style, you know, go, you know, go, you know, um, to really show yeah. any type of support, solidarity, and, and it'll be a great way to advertise. They could, they could just have advertisement right. on the walls there, so that they're not losing money on advertising. Right. You can see, you know, you know, whoever sponsors paying for what, um, but you know, you, you can have some artists, you know, do some, you know, you know, graffiti on. You know some of the you know canvas right. you know graffiti and some canvas that can be removed and you know redone and stuff and there's there's so many different things they could do there to really give a really cool feeling, keep it underground, um, and really showcase um, the players. And honestly, I think it'll be it'll be a great time, and especially if they shoot it like an AM one did. Yeah. Um, that way you can build and tell more stories. Because in my personal opinion, the NBA has severely nah, they just put it on because they know people are going to watch good stories anymore. they don't like you don't have the like that's the the, the beauty of yeah. even the nfl like they, they got hard knocks and they they like they tell those stories you know like and i mean even inside of the nba isn't what it used to be i used to love inside the nba and now i i still do but there's so much focus on you know, Kenny Chuck That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's Ernie. not like it used to be. No, I'm not saying I hate it now, but it's just not like it used to be. It's not, you know, like. Well, I don't, but, but I don't even right. know if they're able to tell stories the same way because I don't know if the league will let them. Like, when we were, like, you mentioned um, when we were talking about Mike 
and you mentioned you know watching the tapes um it reminded me of when i would visit my grandmother's house outside of philly uh she did not have cable so there wasn't much to watch on tv and she did not own many things on vhs what she did own one of the very few things she owned was a copy of nice michael jordan's playground um so I would watch that quite often because it was watch that, um, watch a tape I happened to bring, or watch my uncle Van's copy of, of um, right. But you can only uh, watch Lady times. and the Tramp, which I love. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, you can only watch you can only watch Lady and the Tramp so many times. So watching. Michael yeah. Jordan's playground and watching come fly with me the way they told stories there, um, even in the other NBA uh, films, like, right. you know the they would have the the, the dunks and blooper tapes, um, you know they would have you know yeah. uh, tapes on the eighties, tapes in the seventies, tapes in the sixties, and they would talk about they would highlight the stars, but they would also talk about you know unsung heroes, you know guys who. You know, we're just good players, not great, but you know, there was a time where right. they needed them to shine. You know, guys like like Cornbread Maxwell, you know, who are forgotten guys, guys the finals MVP, guy won two titles. Like people forget, you know, when Bird won three titles, Cornbread right. Maxwell was the finals MVP on probably their most important one. Like like they forget about some of these role players who were significant players who meant a lot to their teams. There's so much focus on the star power nowadays that, you know, these other guys just, you know, they they they're not talked about. But in the 80s and 90s, they were talking about those role players. Guys like I remember one tape I watched um, had a section on the rebounding title battle between I think I remember that. Michael Cage and Charles Oakley. Like with that, like like without that. You know, people, you know, kids wouldn't be talking about Michael Cage. They wouldn't be respecting, you know, the dirty work that, you know, that rebounders did. You know, the Rick Mahorns, the Bill Lambeers, the Xavier McDaniels, the Charles Oakleys, the Anthony Masons. Like, there would be no respect for them, which is why there's no respect for them now, because they're not telling those stories anymore. And I think this would be a way to really um, generate storylines, you know, between players, you know, guys like, recently retired Tony Gallon, who should have had, you know, segments dedicated to just being all first team, all defense, all the freaking time, you know, and how valuable he was to his teams. Like, you know, should have been highlights on, you know, how important James Posey was to Boston, you know, <laughs> even, you know, the Eddie house saving the Celtics, you know, like, you know, like the, these guys should not be forgotten just because they don't, they're not it's stars the doesn't mean that they aren't part of, right. you know, the, the role history in of the league, huh. you know, and, and that, yeah. And, and, and you know, like, even though like, you know, people are like, Oh, that guy's a bum, you know, right. they're like, there are very few actual bums that made the NBA, you know, you had, you get for, you know, most of your players can play, you know, you're Donald foils. Okay. You know, you're 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 Eric Dampier's okay, you know, <laughs> um, but 
you know, most of those guys, they can play. You know, yeah, they weren't the top stars, but they got there because they can play. And ignoring those players is a detriment to the league. And having a close quarters um, atmosphere, I think, really would allow you, the NBA to put some more highlight um, on the teams as a whole and not just so much on right, the usual. LeBron, Kawhi. Um, yeah. I agree. Know, I agree. I think like the usual now is a perfect time to, to you know, they, they like they say, um, constraints breed creativity. And I think now with everything that's going on, perfect time for a, a lot of, you know, NFL, NBA, a lot of major sports outlets to like get creative, you know, and, and tell better stories, like you said, and, and and just just give an overall better product to the fans um, instead of just like, hey, we're just going to slap something together just because we want to continue to make money. We don't want to keep losing billions of dollars. But um, yeah, I think I, I agree. I think now's a good time to like you tell those behind the scenes stories, you tell those those, you know, mini series um, documentaries and things like that. Um, you know, even just like you can create a whole series on like how these guys are getting back in shape and, you know, all that stuff, what they've been doing while they've been out. You know, you know what I mean? Like you can, you can tell all those stories and people will watch it. People want to see that stuff, um, especially now, especially with everything going on. People just want yeah. something to get away to, to sit on the couch or, or on their phones and just get lost in the moment for an hour a day. You know what I mean? So if that means that I'm just going to watch LeBron work out for an hour, you know, and, and work out with his kids or whatever. Um, right. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it because I just want something different, you know? Um, and I'm, and for most people, they're just glad that sports are going to be, you know, are back. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely, I, I agree. I think now's a good time. Like, I think it could work out well if they do it right. Uh, I would, I, I agree also that like, you know, I would caution like it being part of the season per se and you know, maybe make it more like, a, a, you know, a summer camp mm-hmm. tourney or something just to like, you know, this, this is getting the guys back in shape before, you know, October. Because um, <laughs> like you said, like you basically, the season's a wash at this point, like just, just cut it. Um because you're going to run too close into, you know, the start of the new season. So, like, like why even waste the time and the effort and risk people right. getting risk, risk players getting injured? Um, and, you exactly. know, just to make the money when, you know, you lost enough. At this point, like, no matter what, how much you, what you bring back, you're never going to recoup the last three months. So, why even try? You know, at this point, just, just, you know, I mean, yeah, you can exactly. do something just to kind of like, yo, listen, we're here, we're still here, we're not, we're not going anywhere, and you know, you make your money back from whatever advertisers are actually still advertising right now, um, because they're all losing money too. So, I mean, you're not even going to get a whole lot yeah. of advertising dollars because nobody's really advertising. People are 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 strapping up because <laughs> they need their money. <laughs> they need every penny they can get. Um, so at this point, yeah. like you're, you know. You partner with Disney. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That whole that whole dynamic, you know, is going to change. You know, because as far as what right. I mean, I mean people were complaining before on uh, how they couldn't afford sporting events. Now 
with right. so many people out of work, we don't know. You don't know who, who's going back to work. Look like as far as people getting jobs again, like we we don't know who's going back right. to work, who's not. You know what type of places are going to be working right. remotely exactly. and all for starting. So um, at this point, I say like, hey, you back. know what? You you right. do a little summer tourney. You know what I mean? And 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 don't call it a championship. Just this is the you know whatever. Like you said. Um, and you just tell those stories to like, hey, this is you do like a like a uh, like a spring training or like a hard knocks or like you know all these other you know behind the scenes sort of documentaries um, that they do to, to before the preseason, right? And you just do yeah. that and say like, hey, look, this is what we're doing um, to get ready for the mm-hmm. the twenty twenty one season, you know, twenty 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 one season, and and I. Like I said, it's gonna sell because nobody else is really doing yeah. anything. They don't. Nobody really knows. You know, NFL. You know, they they said that they're they're on track for the start of the season, but who knows what's gonna happen? You know, especially with all the talks of a second wave hitting and all this other stuff. No, none of us really know if there's gonna be an NFL um, baseball is already yeah. much done. <laughs> Yeah, we don't we don't right. know. You know, basically, right. baseball is pretty much done. The NHL and, uh, says I mean, they're going to do something, but who yeah, knows? Yeah, and you know, Premier like, League is uh, you, you know, know they're they're doing we, something we without no fans for now, anyway, um, in the soccer world. But I mean, it's it's limited <laughs> the amount of teams right. that are participating. You know, so so I mean, you really don't have anything right now, other than yeah. the, you know the esports world, which they're not even really doing much. Um, like I'm a big MotoGP fan for the ones that know, and like even MotoGP is not doing it. They're doing um they're doing MotoGP on PlayStation, um for the for the series um shows. So like you know like even the obscure sports that a lot of people they don't have a huge huge. Well, MotoGP has a pretty big fan base, but you know it's but not like anywhere near the NBA and NFL and all the other major sports outlets. But, but not to the... They're not even doing anything. So it's not even like, you know, you can even say, well, well, they got other sports to watch. Like, honestly, I haven't even been watching MotoGP because I'm like, I can play this on my PlayStation myself. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't need to watch them. You know, these elite caliber, caliber motorcycle riders, you know, play a video game. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I think whatever you do is going to sell. It's gonna make money. It's gonna bring in fans, but I, I think the difference between doing it, doing it just to do it, and doing it right, is how much money you make. How much you, you know? How much? Like, there's that you can make fifty yeah. million or a hundred million, depending on how you do this, right? And I'm just throwing a random number. I don't know that, that it's probably more than that, but <laughs> you know, you get exactly. the point. Um, probably, yeah. And also, and also, you know, counting the cost for the future, is it better to, you know, to count your losses and make, you know, a billion dollars next year or to try to make a hundred million, you know, for just a lack of a better right. number now exactly. and only make, exactly. you know, 500 so, million next year. So that, you know, that, you know, that, so that makes a lot of sense, you know, <laughs> that's what you get when you listen to original Jeep podcast you get sensitivity you get you get understanding with us so going on from here i shared a little something with you that you that you checked out um 
But I don't know if this makes any sense as far as the cost. So I showed you the uh, Batman design of K-Swiss yeah. shoes, which yeah. that one caught me on guard. I kind of impressed <laughs> at how dope they look. <laughs> it did. It did catch you. It caught me off guard. Uh, and then you made a very interesting comment. Right. I mean, I give him maybe one twenty, one thirty. Better not cost more. But I ain't going more than that. They, well, they that piqued my curiosity, so I decided to look it up, and the cost. And I don't think they are that right. Well, so that, you, you get the reseller price has them at three hundred, but that's StockX. You know that we 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 know we're getting reseller price here. K Swiss, however, has them listed at eighty dollars. However, I do not believe they are available. So StockX seems mm. to be the only so place do, do we... that they are available at. Okay, but they were retail. They were eighty. That's a very good price, actually, which is fair. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm actually surprised at it. I, I would, I would have thought yeah. they would have probably went for more. I mean, I know they can't go create like they can't, they're not doing two twenty like Jordans, and they're not doing you know anywhere near that. Well, Batman, well, yeah, Batman edition, about if that they did Batman same. edition like threes or eleven, yeah, yeah, two eighty, like, easy. Those would um, probably automatically but be being an avid sneaker collector. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, for for the street, for my street people, the sneakerhead. Um, yeah, I'm actually surprised at that price because I, I know that, um, and for the Jersey natives, but a lot of other people know like Gary V. Um, he has his sneakers with K Swiss, um, the cloud, he has the cloud and dirt, and another, another version. And his were going for like a hundred, I want to say they were going for like 105. So I'm actually surprised that Batman with the licenses from DC and all that stuff that they would go for 80. Um, Cause I would think K Swiss would probably be, you know, want to charge a little more. Cause it's like, Hey, it's limited edition is Batman. We got to pay licensing fees. I'm sure to DC for this. Um, so I, I'm actually, wow, that's, that's impressive to say, you know, especially as, as how they look, but I'm also surprised that like, I haven't heard about them. So, did they? They. I'm assuming they already released. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy because I released last like, year. Nobody. November. Yeah. 2019, they came. Especially as, as dope as they look, like I, you know, I'm I not a K Swiss fan North. at all. But as dope yeah, as they look, like I thought everybody would would have been all over these. Because I, I mean, I remember when the PlayStation. I think I sent them to you the PlayStation ones and the the Xbox ones that came out at the last E3 last year. Um, they were the they weren't Swiss, they were Nikes. But I remember those like people were going crazy and they weren't even all that mm-hmm. like they were okay. Like you know what I mean? As far as like branding, they didn't really have a whole lot of Xbox and PlayStation stuff. You know symbolism. Um, they were just kind of dope, but with the amount of like. Homage to you know the bat the bat symbol on the tongue and all it like the 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 little gold trim on the on the sole and all that stuff like yeah I mean it's fire I you know <laughs> and I, that's crazy coming from 
you know, saying that about some K-Swiss kicks, but they're dope. Uh, so I'm actually surprised. I'm even more shocked now. I was shocked when you said, like, did you see the K-Swiss Batman? And I was like, oh, you mean the kid sneakers that, like, <laughs> you, know, you buy at, at, at Marshalls or whatever? Or, you know, um, I remember I had some <laughs> Batman kicks when I was, like, five. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they were, like, super kitty. But these are, like, these are dope. Like, you could, I could see a lot of people rocking these if they went. You know, if they were, um, I guess, advertised better, I don't know what because I, I I had not heard about these at all, and I yeah. Well, granted, I haven't seen a <laughs> I remember so <laughs> yeah. where you could put those replaceable bands. <laughs> that was a long time. That was like the nineties. Heel. That was a long time ago. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm. I, you know, well, I can see why they sold out so fast though, at eighty dollars. Plus, you get the resellers, man. They they take advantage quick. So, um, but I would I would I would have liked to see. Now that we're talking about it, I would have liked to see them do like, um, they get, like they did the Batman run, right? And maybe probably do a little bit more. I don't know how many they probably did like five hundred thousand or something like that. That's usually the common. Yeah. For uh, limited edition runs, but um, I would have liked them see, see him have seen them do like a whole like series, like do Batman, Joker. Uh, you said it came out twenty nineteen, so Suicide Squad twenty nineteen. Trying to remember, that's twenty eight. Uh, Suicide Squad, no, yeah. that was but um, wow, seven times. Um, but like, yeah, like that would have been pretty cool. Like, you do Batman, you do Joker, yeah. you do like a whole run, like a whole DC run, you know what I mean? Like, and like almost like a gotta, gotta collect them all kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, especially if they if they could do them all like that, like I could picture like a Joker pair, yeah, like with the purple and the green, like those probably would have been crazy, insane because you know, and those usually go for like those usually go. Because people like that, like in the sneaker community, the, the more colors and the craziest, the crazier it looks, the more you they can sell, you know. Um, so I would have loved to see that, but yeah, I'm actually that was shock. That's shocking. It was eighty dollars. Yeah, it's, it's a really, it's like, hey, that's... I probably could get them, but I'm not paying 300 for them. <laughs> but that's a really Sorry. fair price, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying they, they, did, they didn't have them my size, so I couldn't get them regardless, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the price is definitely more than fair. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, with the licenses like, and stuff alone, you got to figure DC's charging them some good money. A, a pretty penny. Yeah, that's true, well, but... also DC probably knows you know, it's that's true. Swiss, but that's true. Uh, you know, it's not Reebok, it's not Nike, it's not Adidas. You know, it's not even it's not even a, like a Batman Chuck Taylor that has you know, you know, you know right, you right. Know, uh, that's true. Credit within, but um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm adamantly surprised. Got it. So. Yeah, I definitely. I'm, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised too. Uh, speaking of um, surprises that weren't so pleasant, but uh, kind of both, we uh, were expecting that tomorrow 
June the 4th would be the announcement of the PS5 by Sony. Mm-hmm. And Sony surprised us by saying that they were postponing said event mm-hmm. uh, because it, they feel that it is not the time to be celebrating with what's going on, uh, you know, especially here in the United States. Um, and with some of the all, obviously, COVID itself, and also some of the protests going around the world in support, um, you know, following the, the deaths of Maude Arbery, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and, and others. Uh, we both kind of had small um, reactions to that, but what are you, what, as now that it's been a couple of days since the announcement, what are your thoughts on Sony's, you know, postponing this event, do you think it's going to postpone um, I think the PS5? Overall, I don't think the, the, the protests the are going to postpone it. If anything, I, I would say COVID would. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like, like now that I've had some time to practice, like, I, it's funny because I was talking to my wife about this yesterday because, you know, yesterday was Blackout Tuesday. So we kind of like took our time away from social media to. Um, just talk about you know civil rights and and some stuff like that and um, further educated. I mean, I'm pretty well educated on it, but you know, just continue to further that education. And so we were just kind of talking about the what what stood out to me yesterday because we watched a bunch of documentaries mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that, and we were talking about it. And w- one of the things that stood out to me yesterday was the striking similarities of today. Um, with the nineteen, you know, nineteen sixties, um, specifically, you know, sixty five and on, um, mm-hmm. the civil rights movement, and like I, I remember I was, I was watching one of the documentaries and they were showing yeah. the L.A. the Watts riots, and um, like there was a you know they had a newscaster he was interviewing one of the one of the residents, and I was like. If I close my eyes and I don't see the 480p and I don't hear the grainy audio so much, um, I would think it's today, right? Like, like, like this. The, the even just the responses from the the residents, mm-hmm. you know, like like one of the residents was like, I don't understand why you know people want to destroy their own homes and why are you guys rioting and. You know, and then the other side is like, you know, well, we're we're tired. We're tired of we're tired of being policed the way we are because of who we are, the color of our skin, and all that stuff. And so, um, I was telling my wife, I was like, you know, the difference that I do see though is like companies are taking a different stance. You know, back then it was like we were boycotting companies because they weren't supporting us, right? They weren't standing with us, so we would. We would do the sit-ins. We would do the the, the you know, I mean, right. the biggest one that everybody knows about, you know, at least in American history, um, if you know American history, was the Montgomery bus boycotts, right? Um, so, like, it's so, it like I was thinking about it, and I was like, it's so, it, it, it's history, right? Like that these companies, major corporations, are putting out these tweets, they're putting out these messages, they're canceling events. Like this is probably one of the biggest gaming events in in in, in twenty twenty, and Sony's just like, nah, we don't, you know, and they're not even an American company. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like they're they're Japanese. 
Right. Like, like they can you know, be like, well, that's not our not, problem. Sorry. Like, we good over here in Japan. It's, it's, it's I mean, you know, we know we got Sony America, but like it, it, overall as a company, like that's a yeah. small portion. Like that's a, you know, a fourth of, of, of who we are. Um, and so we can kind of like say, yeah, we stand with you, but we still going on with our event, you know, um, and we'll just make a statement either before or after the event is over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they could have took that route. And, and I don't think anybody would have been mad at them. Um, you know, nobody would have been like, oh, they don't care. They just want to, you know, I think people would have still appreciated that even. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I was like, wow, this is this this is big. Like you know, I was just I was just kind of reflecting on it. Like this is this is big. This is I was like, this could you know potentially be if it keeps up the momentum. This could be the second civil rights movement um, in the United States. You know, um, and, and you see it like companies are coming out left and right. You know, uh, I forgot who it was yesterday. Um, they blacked out their page. Well, yeah. So, so specifically, like, um, I, I definitely was surprised to see. I'm also surprised to see like some companies do it because right. whether they agree or not, like they've got like they've got to save face. Like to me, and, and I've been saying, you know, to people, to me, the biggest difference between you know the '60s and now is that Absolutely. it's no longer actually acceptable. We uh, to be overtly racist. So, if you so if you're in, yeah, so 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 if you're in business, it it right. behooves you to, um, you know, to 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 take that stand. Um, you know, that doesn't it's not a guarantee, obviously, but it, it it behooves them to do so. So, when it comes to companies like Sony, like you mentioned, they're Japanese. I guess not their problem. Right. Uh, Square Enix. Um, you know, there's uh, even like Rockstar. Like these, these are not American companies. Um, they're, you know, America's right. sins aren't their sins. They do not um, have to stand in solidarity. You know, with you know, with America for anything. You know, regardless right. of what the, the the topic is, it's not something that they have to do. So having uh, them having the the sensitivity. To, to do that, is, is really cool. Um, my my only question is really is would would it be would it delay anything? Um, because I because honestly, it's like well, if if I'm Sony and I've got this you know new hardware coming out and there's still riots. And looting and unrest happening. Yeah. Well, I yeah. really don't want my new hardware, you know, out in the street. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Um, that. But that, that's uh, I, I'd also probably that. say that I think they probably have a contingency plan. Um, well, will there be some kind of insurance or something? Or you know, which I, I mean, I know they have anyway. They're like every 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 major retailer isn't is insured up to a certain amount for theft, right? Um, well, here's the thing, though, with insurance, right, right. Um, 
Um, a lot of, it depends upon obviously the company. Like small businesses probably don't have it, but even from and I, from you know I'm just speaking from the you know insurance you know experience I have working for insurance for a few years. Um, most policies yeah. don't include coverage for yeah. things like um, acts of terrorism um, or riots and things like that. Um, so they may not right. be covered. Like big in bigger companies, even if they're not covered, they've got the juice to recover from that. Um, but yeah. we're also in a situation where even a larger company like GameStop is they're bankrupt. So if they engage with them to sell the units, um, it's a precarious position anyway, you know, because of COVID. So on top of that, you've got civil unrest and that could potentially continue on. Do you want your product, you know, being stolen, potentially stolen on top of that? It's, you know, it may be a thing like, hey, you know, let's, let's not launch this, you know, around, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I... You know, let's maybe do this. They are, well, I look at it like they were already planning on doing limited runs anyway. So I think they might just assume that risk. And I mean, we're, we're talking way, we're talking six months out, you know, roughly five, six months out. Anyway, uh, things could totally flip around and, and you know, be fine for the most part. I mean, obviously, we'll still have to recover. I mean, I don't think yeah. they were expecting to make a whole lot anyway i mean the because well so the whole time they were this whole time they've been developing the ps5 they've been talking about you know taking losses and how much expensive it is to to create and all that stuff so i think they're already kind of and then you know this whole uh covet hit and the lockdowns you know basically worldwide um i think and then the, the massive amount of unemployment, specifically in America, but I'm sure across you know the world, I think they weren't expecting to sell a lot anyway. Because I mean, you look at like even here in America, how many forty four we up to forty million people out of work now? How many of them are going to be like with with six months to go? How many of them are buying five hundred dollar playstations for Christmas? Yeah. You know. What I mean? Well, I, well, well. I, I'll say this. Um, I was surprised. My my wife comes to, came to me yesterday and was like, "Hey, um, you know, Father's Day's right around the corner. Um, what do you want for Father's Day?" And before I could answer, she goes, "Oh, you want some money down uh, towards your PS5? Okay." And I was like, "Well, I I generally don't buy a launch." And uh, she's like, "What?" <laughs> and then um and then my daughter who. You know, her uh, financial situation is a lot worse than mine. She was like, oh, well, you know, her boy, she's like, well, but my, you know, she's like, her boyfriend, Joe, like, that's the only thing he's getting for Christmas. So, you know, that it's going to yeah. be a launch I mean, one anyway. That, that's his hit. And, like, that's so, true. Like, I just wonder how many of the like, 40 million are talking, I, you know I what I mean? Like, that. like, is is that enough? And that's the thing that I wonder, is that enough? Because we like, like we talked about before like people are but then like you know like we have these conversations at work right because obviously i work in the travel industry and you know even my job they're tightening down and they're like you know we don't know yeah. they're kind of like we don't know we don't right now nobody's traveling and, and we don't know once states start they to open up that people are still going to want to travel like we have no idea 
Um, and so we we were kind of debating back and forth amongst ourselves of like, well, you know, that's true, and people are f- afraid. But then you have those people who are like, I saved up for two years for this vacation that I have in August, and I don't care. Like, you know, as if you, as long as you guys are flying there, I'm going there, right? Like, like I will mask up, I will double glove, you know, whatever I got to do. I'm getting on that I'm plane, going, yeah. you know, yeah. or I'm getting on that boat or I'm, get, you know, I'm, I'm driving, whatever I got to do to get there, yeah. you know. Um, and so we, we yeah, were kind of having do, this debate back and forth. Like, like one of my coworkers, like her, her husband and her son are, are they live in DR right now. And she's like, I'm just waiting for the flight. She's like, I, she, she kept checking. She checked, kept, mm-hmm. kept checking and like, uh, I think it was like a couple of weeks ago. She was like, "I found one. I found a flight, and it's in July. And like, no matter what, I'm going because I'm going to see my family. You know what I mean? So, um, I think a lot of people are like that. So, yeah, I, I also agree with you there. That you know what? Maybe maybe people will buy it, and they probably it'll probably be a shocking amount that will buy it. Um, but I think. As a company, at least from what I've seen, like with, with my job, they're being as pessimistic as possible. Um, they don't want to get their hopes up. You know what I mean? Like they're like, yeah, you know, we, they're like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna open up flights, but we really don't expect anybody to buy them. And then, you know, at least that way, it's like, hey, prove us wrong. And so, you know, that way, at the end of the day, like, well, you know, we 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 plan for the worst and, and hope for the best, and it turned out to be the best. You know, um, and so I think I would assume that Sony's probably taking that same stance. I'm, yeah. uh, you know, even Microsoft with the Xbox Series X. I think they're probably. I think a lot of companies are just taking that stance of like, you know, we're going to plan for the worst. We're planning for, you know, and, and just hope for the best. And so I think, especially with Sony saying that they were already going to do limited supply and all that anyway, because of the production cost. Um, I think they were already planning like, hey, you know what? We got high production costs already. We got we just got hit with this pandemic thing. There's so many people out of work. So we're going to do a yeah. limited run. We'll assume whatever risk. I mean, obviously, they didn't expect the protest and things like that and the civil unrest. But um, I don't I don't think they anticipate. I don't think anybody anticipates the riots lasting that long. Um, right. If it does, that'll be. I mean that's a, another issue in itself. <laughs> well, it could. I'm not saying that it can't, but yeah, that's a whole yeah because because it could right. depending on how right because yeah, we don't we don't know when you know right. when a trial is oh. happening and if a trial happens quickly and you know if they get off and then, then but I think like I like, said I think they they just assuming that risk they're there, just gonna say you know what. We're gonna assume this risk, and we're gonna say uh, we're gonna assume that everything's gonna be okay, at least on that front, right? At least that by that point, things will be under control. Um, there won't be any riots, um, and you know our stuff is 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 more or less safe. Uh, especially, I mean, you know, just thinking about it, like you know, going around Christmas time, most people, granted, the you know the ones that are rioting, they don't really care. Um, rioting because for selfish reasons and that has nothing to do with what's going on and taking advantage of that situation. But um most people, you know, around Christmas time, especially this year specifically, are 
going to be looking for a break from all of this. <laughs> so so they 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 going to yeah. be looking for the holiday chair. They're going to be looking for everybody getting along and just enjoying a good Christmas. Because <laughs> you know we had we had a rough year, <laughs> you know, even if it, it, it you know, this is the last that's, that's of the bad thing, months. Um people aren't going to be at that quickly. So I think uh, I don't I don't anticipate any delays. I don't think there's going to be oh, any yeah. delays. I definitely could see how there could be delays um because I, I, yeah i definitely see the potential i'm not I, i'm 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 probably 60 40 on it yeah, if, I, the if potential I was to possible. put it into a number of confidence that is going to launch on time versus being late um because like i said i i i, I, th- I think everybody wants on time. Right? if yeah yeah yeah, I think everyone's in agreement. They want it to come out. No one wants anything to be delayed. Well, uh, with your optimism there, let me ask you this as our last topic here. Um, conventions have been, are just, you know, become such a huge part, um, you know, of, of the fandoms that we have as Cheeks, especially on the gaming side, the comic book side, yeah. the film side. And, you know, Gen Con, Comic Con, you know, blur cons, so many cons have been, you know, canceled, but for this year, E3, but not, um, but not permanently canceled. A lot of these cons still have, you know, deals with, you know, hotels and, and convention centers, you know, that are lasting into, you know, 2022, 2023. Um, but obviously, the, there's going to be new norms that are established. Uh, what do you think the, the con scene is going to look like? You know, post, uh, post COVID that's a tough one. Uh, and it's, it's definitely going to be different. I think, I think some of the major ones like E3, CES, um, which were more like they were less sort of cons and more like um, collective. Yeah, they were more like collective uh, launch parties, <laughs> if you will. Um, I think we'll see those yeah. largely sort of disappear. Right. Um, they may be smaller. Yeah, I can see like I can see them, or you know, for the remainder of whatever contracts they have, just like, you know, them. we're gonna stream these from now on. Um and, and sort of like E three did, you know, um a few years ago when they went to press only, um, you know, stuff like that. Uh and I can see you know. Mm-hmm. Or it may just become like more of a just uh, right. what it used to be. Right. Like either you had to be like you inside the industry somehow um, to 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 get in there. Like you know, I I only went the one times I was yeah. looking for EV games. Um, like, right, right. So I can definitely see them doing that, right? Doing like a half capacity kind of thing, amount of um, and saying know. like this is only for either press or industry only. Um, for the remainder of whatever contract, yeah. whether it's 2023 or, or beyond, um, I could see that. And then, you know, because like a lot of the major uh, gaming platforms, at least when we talk about gaming, they're already kind of have shied away from that anyway. Like, you know, um, PlayStation started the whole state of play thing before COVID-19. Um, and Nintendo Direct started out before COVID-19. 
you know, and, and um, yes. Xbox is the only one that really hasn't done anything on the, the sort of streaming weekly, monthly, quarterly announcements side. Um, but they've been very vocal just in the media in general. Uh, they they were very forthcoming with right. the Xbox stuff. You know, Phil Spencer was just kind of like putting it all out there. Like, hey, this is what we got, you know, and this is what it's going to have. And this is going to be the features. And like, there was nothing really secret about it. And Apple's been doing that for years with WWDC. Um, they just kind of was like, you know what? We're not mm-hmm. doing the con- the convention thing. We're just doing our own thing. Oh, yeah. So I think... Um, So essentially what you're saying is that the likelihood of, of cons is going to be uh, come more on maybe of a half capacity thing, especially with the big events one. Right. And, um, more of an exclusive type thing because we've got, you know, we've got so much going on when it comes to the potential of safety um, and such. But I do know one thing. Um, it's going to be a lot less sweaty and funky. Because, <laughs> you know, cats going to have to be clean or they're just going to be like, no, nah, yeah. you can't, you yeah. can't. Hygiene is going to be big. You know, the hygiene is going to be a lot, lot bigger and enforced a lot, lot more yeah. Yeah. Than, than it ever was before. Cause, Definitely. And maybe that's why Kobe even started because some of these funky people, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can definitely see that. Like, um, like I said, some of the other ones, even like, you know, like I went to, I remember I went to New York Comic Con and um, I mean, for the most part, I enjoyed it, but I was like, mm. with the exception of some vendors and stuff like that, I was kind of like, eh, it's nothing really major. And I know San Diego is totally different. Yeah. Um, But it was, yeah. it was, it was, San it Diego's wasn't. Godfather. Yeah. But at least from the New York side, like the smaller cons for sure, I could, I could see them just kind of just going away. Um, which sadly is sad, you know, like, like, especially like the ones like BlurCon and things like that, where, you know, they did not get the exposure that they deserve. Um, yeah, I could see them. Kind of, yeah. I could see them just um, kind of fading because, well, you know, financially we can't even figure out how to, how to do a lot of the social distancing it. stuff and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And, and you know, I we can't, can't af- imagine PAX East continuing because that's like pretty much all that's like all board games, right? Like, you know, you got right. all these people, all these people <laughs> playing board games, like, hey, like you gotta, you, know, you gotta drop some hand sanitizer after every roll, <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't even see them. Like, I could see PAX East going away, like, well, that which would that would you know, that would suck, yeah. So, I, um, yeah, I, I don't know, if, I don't know, I, I, it, it's gonna suck, but. Um, like I said earlier, creativity, uh, constraint breeds creativity. And I, I, people are very like the stuff that's come out of this, this, this pandemic so far, I'm like, I never even thought of that stuff, you know? I mean, and there's some stuff that I thought about and I just never even, um, acted upon. Like I, like my wife owns a, a tutoring business. And for the longest time I was like, I was telling her like, why don't you tutor online? You should tutor online. You should tutor online. And she's like, yeah. no, nobody wants to pay for that. And the kids aren't going to lock on and all that stuff. And then, boom, pandemic hits and everyone, all the kids are, are, are doing school online. Yeah, and every, all of a sudden, yeah. my needs online too. Yeah, and I'm like, you see? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so 
So, you know, some of the stuff I did think about, you know, but a lot of this stuff, and I, I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about this. You know, even like some of the stuff with the restaurants that the restaurants are doing and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I said, constraints breed creativity. And so I, I can imagine that the people that really are passionate about these cons and they're passionate about, you know, people coming together for the for for their passions, what mm-hmm. they love. I can definitely see um, something new coming out of this that we didn't even like that's not even on our radar, you know, and we're just kind of yeah. like, mm, ah, why didn't we think of that? You know, like I, I saw like I'm big. I've been getting into VR a lot lately, um, even mm-hmm. though I don't own one. Um, no, I watch a lot of YouTubers that do VR and stuff like that. And like they were talking about like, yeah, you know, we think we we think from the VR side, like virtual reality cons are going to be a thing. And, and you know, um, they already kind of had the platform for it. Like, you know, on, on the Oculus, they got the VR chat and where everybody just kind of hangs out in these virtual chat rooms and they walk, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of just hanging out and stuff like that. So, I mean, who knows what's going to come out of this and, and you know, because you once you get that person that's passionate about it, and they're like, "No, nah, I'm not letting my con die," because that right. that's my passion. That's what I love. And then also, you know, some of them. I, this is how I feed my family. They're gonna come up with some creative stuff, you know. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. To be honest, like I think, um, I think cons as a whole has probably gotten pretty stale. You know, E3 has kind of gotten old. CES kind of gotten old. Like I don't even, I, I don't even keep up with it as much as I used to. Um, uh, for the most part, I only, I only watch the major um, announcements on. Major yeah, yeah, I watch the majors, so, the Sony stuff on E3 and, and the Xbox stuff and stuff like that. But I don't even watch some of the smaller developers. I don't even watch their stuff because I'm just like, ah, I'll wait to the like, you know, IGN does the 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 different ones in 10 minutes or whatever in five minutes yeah the break yeah, yeah. And, and so i was like oh, i'll wait for the the ign breakdown <laughs> and just get the highlights but right. um because like like i said it's just kind of gotten stale it's kind of gotten old and you just kind of like because of uh, uh the accessibility with the internet it's like i can just go on youtube and i can get all these trailers because usually they release the trailers right after the con um the 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 per- the uh, presentation it. is over, yeah. So, yeah, usually my 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 timeline, YouTube timeline is flooded. It's like boom, you know, God of War trailer, boom, you know, Batman Arkham whatever trailer, boom. Like right. they're all just lined up right there. And I'm like, oh snap, these was announced. Okay, let me go check them out. And like, yeah, I didn't need to sit through your hour long, you know, <laughs> uh, test render and showing me the polygons and the, the and this and that and how you develop the world. Because honestly, I mean, it's awesome and it's cool if you're into the game development. But at the end of the day, I just want to play my game. And so yeah. I appreciate the hard work that went into it. But honestly, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm sure most gamers are like that. Unless you're in game development. And um, I think it's like that with a lot of these things. Is, is You know, with even with like CES and stuff. Like a lot of us don't care how you came up with these ideas. We just want to use the products. We just want cool products. And so if how you came up with a flexible TV does not matter to me, it's cool. <laughs> then I just yeah. want one on my wall, but I really don't care how you developed it in the time and the R and D and all that stuff. That doesn't matter to me. And so I'm not going to sit through your hour long presentation of it. Um, yeah. But it's one thing if you're talking about it for five, 10 minutes, right. but when it's, yeah, when it's <laughs> like, you know, 
an hour long. It's like, bro, yeah. okay, yeah. Because even like the app, like bunch. the Apple announcements now, like I'm uh, most of the time, like I'm watching the stream, I'm, like I'm watching the stream, but I'm just kind of like, usually I have some kind of some kind of feed open where the you know some some press whether it be Engadget or or Gizmodo or whoever um or or even Verge are like you know they're 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 live you know doing their little um shorthand of what's going on and I'm watching that and I'm just scrolling and kind of like looking for the major announcements while I'm listening to it you know cuz usually it's a little yeah. it's a little bit ahead cuz with the 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 latency delays and stuff like that usually they're a little bit ahead with with typing it before it comes up on the screen anyway. And like, I'm not really paying attention to, you know, the, like you can give me that Apple announcement in 15, 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Like instead of this hour long development and showing me how face ID works and how you, how you, you know, you tested it to make it ultimately secure, which we figured out was a bunch of BS because kids were unlocking them phones and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it, it's 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 like I think all of that is it, it's just gotten old, and like a lot of people mm-hmm. in the, in the instant culture that we're in, a lot of people don't want to sit around and listen to an hour long um, developers conference. You know, uh, like yeah. we have this thing. Me and my friend, we have this thing because we do you know we do video and stuff like that, and like we're always critiquing ourselves from the perspective of a video or filmmaker or videographer. And we're like, yo, you know, but the lighting was off and this was off and the sound was this and this and that. And and one time I sat down, I was like, bro, you realize that like nobody cares about this stuff but us. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like people just want to see a good video. <laughs> like they don't care about like the little minute details that we are we're 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 obsessing over. They really don't care. As long as it sounds good, it looks good, and it looks like it was professionally done, that's all they care about don't care about whether you did it in 120p or or 244 or i mean 144 they don't really care <laughs> they, they just want they want a good video with good quality so um i think it's the same thing with like all these cons and stuff like that is like from the people that are in the industry and they're geeking out over it and the, the technologies and all that stuff is like oh this is amazing but for most people it's just like yo just show me the product tell me how much it is and when it's coming out that's all I want to know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I think that'll that'll be an interesting perspective, at least for those type of conferences, and then mm-hmm. like this, the like the San Diego Comic Cons and things like that, where it's, you know a lot of the vendors just selling their stuff. I I could see some kind of online marketplaces where you know it's kind of the same thing. You come here and mm-hmm. you, you can browse the you know some kind of virtual store or whatever. And, and kind of get the same experience or similar, you know. I mean, like I said, I don't know. I don't know exactly how to do it because it's not really my passion per se. Yeah. But I could see, right. like, I could see it getting real creative and, and just change it. I mean, it's already going to change no matter what. Even if they decide to do it, there's going to be changes. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be hand sanitizers everywhere. There's going to be social distancing tape everywhere. There's going to be, you know, whatever, <laughs> like all the stuff we see now, right? Um, yeah. I don't know how long the whole mask thing is going to last, but I can see that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it'll be different. But Most definitely. Well, that is our episode of the Original Jeep Podcast. 
covered a lot. We appreciate you all listening. As always, follow us at Jeek Nation. That's J-E-E-K-N-A-T-I-O-N. You can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, and join the Jeek Nation community. Yes, sir. A great community of 200 plus people who love sports, love gaming, love geek culture, love sports culture, and can talk it all both. Um, so for this episode, I'm your boy, Rocky Mr. Magic. He's Unique DNA. And until next time, peace. peace.